Yeah, we're back with the jazzy music, the hard rock guitar music for a Sunday 424 edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley. Glad to have you along. Yes, I am doing this on Sunday night. You will get it on Monday morning or maybe Sunday night if you're up really, really late and you get the notification on your phone. And if you do, that means you are uh, one of my main listeners, one of the people who prioritize it and who have subscribed. And I appreciate that very much if you are. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or, I suppose, any other podcast platform, although I'm not Mr. Tech Guy, so I can't exactly tell you how to do it, even though I paid somebody one time to create a link that would tell people how to do it. I think I got taken on that deal. So at any rate, if you do subscribe to the podcast, I appreciate it very much and uh, would love to have you as a subscriber to the podcast. You can send me an email we tackle life at gmail.com. We tackle life at gmail.com. Some of you have done that, and I will talk about some of your uh, responses today. And uh, got a very nice email from Abe, and I appreciate Abe uh, asking me that question. And so I will uh, try to get to that later on in the podcast. Start today with one of my newest endeavors that I am very excited about. It is called PatriotSwitch.com. PatriotSwitch.com. How did you hear about us? Go to the drop-down menu, click on Bruce Hooley. I will get an email that you're interested in hearing more about PatriotSwitch.com, which is a portal to a private shopping club, a club with a vendor manufacturer that does not advertise. They do not put their products in stores. They make products for your house. What kind of products? Well, vitamins, cleaners, soaps, dishwashing detergent, laundry detergent, dishwasher detergent, uh, all kinds of beauty products, makeup, lotions, uh, nutritional products, protein powder, great, great protein bars and fitness things, and pretty much the stuff you buy, you know, don't think too much about it because, well, we got to have this, we got to have that, we got to have baby wipes, we got to have this, that, and the other. That's what this company makes. So if you're interested in buying those things from a company that makes them, ships them right to your door, saves you a trip to the store, and does not donate, to causes that, um, you know, you probably, if you're a faith-based person, are not super supportive of, like uh, Planned Parenthood, for one. Uh, go to PatriotSwitch.com, click on the drop-down menu, Bruce Hooley, and you will get a email from me setting up a time to talk to you about what PatriotSwitch.com is. All their products are 100% plant-based and natural. They've never paid a settlement to an for an environmental violation. They've never had to pay for a... Like a kid who drinks their, you know, detergent, their cleaner, whatever. No bleach, no sulfates, no oxides, no harmful materials. Good for the environment, good for you, and uh, good for the pro-life movement. So that's uh, PatriotSwitch.com, drop-down menu, Bruce Hooley. All right, let's get to it. NFL draft, a week, less than a week away, Thursday. And Ohio State Buckeyes will be in the first round. You know what will be interesting? It'll be interesting to see if Cincinnati gets as many guys in the first round as Ohio State does. Sauce Gardner's going to go in the first round. Desmond Ritter's going to go in the first round. They might have another corner go in the first round. Ohio State, I mean, I'm pretty sure Olave and Wilson are going to go in the first round. Um, anybody else? Maybe wouldn't surprise me if uh, we have an offensive lineman taken in the first round. But it wouldn't shock me if we don't. So uh, that'll be interesting to see if UC gets more in the first round than Ohio State does. I think it's pretty much inarguable that Ohio State is still and going forward for the foreseeable future, as long as Ryan Day's here, 
is going to be the big dog program in the state. But boy, Luke Fickle has done a great job at Cincinnati. And now the challenge for Luke becomes, can he replenish some of those great players that he's developed? I mean, he's got a stud running back coming in from LSU in the transfer portal, Corey Kiner, who's coming back to the Queen City area. Uh, I think UC will be really good again this year. they got to figure out the quarterback position. Ohio State obviously has it figured out with C.J. Stroud. He looked great in the spring. He's got great receivers. Those guys showed out in the Rose Bowl with uh, Marvin Harrison and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and they got Travion Henderson. They're just super, super loaded at Ohio State. In fact, they're so loaded, they've got guys who played last year, like Bryson Shaw, who are transferring because they're afraid they're not going to play this year. So Ohio State's going to be really, really good. But I love the draft, and we'll see. Uh, Browns don't have a first-round pick. They have the 44th pick. Bengals have the next-to-last pick in the first round because, of course, they – Lost a heartbreaker in the Super Bowl to the Los Angeles Rams. But, uh, yeah, NFL draft will be fun to watch and interesting to see if Baker Mayfield gets traded, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded, uh, if Debo Samuel. What's with all the wide receivers wanting to get traded? A.J. Brown wants to get traded from the Titans, and Amari Cooper got traded to the Browns from Dallas. And wide receivers going to wide receiver, I guess. They're always, always, always unhappy, seemingly. So uh, that is where we stand with uh the NFL draft as it approaches first round on Thursday night. Uh, we have news from the Ohio State basketball transfer portal. Uh, we have news for your uh, Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, I'll call them Guardians. I'll probably slip up and call them Indians at some point in time. And we have news on the NFL taking on the NBA on the signature day of NBA basketball. What in the world? All of that coming ahead. First, let me remind you, to buy your coffee, your chocolate, your tea from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Great sponsors of the We Tackle Life podcast. Get 15% off when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. They are awesome people. Man, their coffee is good. Tons and tons of different flavors. Everybody swears by it. And they buy their coffee direct from the grower. Nicaragua, in Ethiopia, Indonesia, Thailand. Those growers use that money to further the local culture, local economy. And also, in some of those uh, countries, plant churches to spread the gospel. So Hemisphere Coffee Roasters cannot say enough good things about them. Their mission is awesome. Love the fact that they love what they do and that they're helping people across the world. And you can have a little piece of that feel-good mission of Hemisphere Coffee Roasters when you shop and use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. Many of you I know are return customers to Hemisphere. Paul and Grace and Andy and the Hemisphere team appreciate that very much, as do I. So keep it going. And uh, order HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, promo code we tackle life. All right, what is the NFL news? I'm saying they're taking on the NBA. The NFL has announced that they will play this year on Christmas Day. Not one, not two, but three games. Now, I can't tell you what games they are yet because they won't tell me. May the 9th, they will tell us what the games are. But there will be three NFL games on Christmas Day. Last year, there was one, and it got 28 million viewers, although it didn't end well because the Packers beat the Browns. But, yeah, there'll be three this year on Super Bowl, excuse me, not on Super Bowl, on Christmas Day. Three NFL games on Christmas Day. In fact, they will own Christmas weekend as 11 NFL games will be played on Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 11 games. So that'll be like a normal Sunday. They will play one game on Thursday night, December 22nd. That'll be on Amazon because they have the new deal. Herbie's getting $10 million a year. You go, Herbie. And Al Michaels on Amazon to do those games. 
And then they will play one on, of course, Monday Night Football on December the 26th. So football, NFL football, all the way through Christmas weekend. The NBA has previously had Christmas Day almost all to itself. You realize for the last 14 years, the NBA has played five games on Christmas Day every Christmas for the last 14 years. And, of course, back in the day when the Cavs were really good with LeBron, it was always Cavs-Warriors on Christmas Day. So maybe the Cavs will be one of those games this year. Cavs had a pretty good year, a disappointing finish, but pretty good year. Lost twice when they had a chance to continue their season in the playoffs. <clears throat> but, yeah, NFL taking over Christmas Day. Um, that is how that goes. All right. Uh, speaking of the Buckeyes and speaking of the NFL draft and speaking of the NFL, I saw a stat that blew my mind today. doesn't surprise me. I just hadn't really equated it to how dominant Ohio State is in the NFL draft. Uh, and it's maybe a reflection of how mm, eh, <laughs> the rest of the Big Ten is in the NFL. Because here's the stat. In the last five years, okay, last five years, Ohio State players have made 1,038 starts in NFL games on defense, okay? So that's Joey and Nick Bosa, that's Hooker, Lattimore, uh, Eli Apple in the secondary, that's Michael Jenkins at wide receiver. That's Carlo. Uh, no, that's not Michael Jenkins at wide receiver because that's the offense. That's all the defensive guys. Sam Hubbard, all the defensive guys, okay? So the defensive linemen, linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties. Von Bell, on and on and on. 1,038 starts in the NFL on defense alone in the last five years for Ohio State. So you got the stat, got it locked in there. Defense, Ohio State, last five years. 1,038 starts in the NFL. That is more starts than any other team in the Big Ten on offense and defense. On offense and defense. So Ohio State only on defense has more starts than all the other Big Ten teams have on offense and defense. Not combined, but any other Big Ten team has on offense and defense, which speaks to you um, how dominant Ohio State is. You can total up all the Michigan starts on offense and defense. It's not as many as the Ohio State Buckeyes have on the defensive side. And they will, uh, I'm sure, add to that uh, upcoming next season. Okay, uh, now let's switch to Ohio State basketball. And the news is pretty good, not not perfect, but pretty good, okay? The Buckeyes have added a guard in the transfer portal. Wait, wait, wait. Don't get too excited. It's not Nigel Pack from Kansas State, unfortunately. Nigel Pack is going to Miami to play for Jim Laranaga, and he was the guy out of Kansas State that would have been the get of the transfer portal. Now, right now, I know you're probably going, hmm, the get out of the transfer portal, Bruce. I remember on a late Saturday night a couple years ago when Ohio State got the get out of the transfer portal in um, in uh, Sean, what am I, why can't I think of Seth Towns. I can't think of his name. It's a reflection on how much he really has not done as a Buckeye that I could not think of his name for a minute. Seth Towns from Harvard. And Seth played, you know, a little bit two years ago. His back was hurting. He hit some big shots in some games when he played, but he was not what we thought he was. He was not lead sports center worthy 
of the of being the you know headline signee out of the transfer portal. And then this past year, he never got on the floor because he had back surgery. I think in I was supposed to come back in December, and he never came back. So we got Seth Towns, but Nigel Pack is like played in the Big Twelve for Kansas State and looked like he was going to be a big time player. But he's going to Miami. Okay, but but we got a kid named Sean McNeil from West Virginia. Sean McNeil, a 6'2 guard, he has averaged 12.2 points per game. They say, well, it's not, yeah, maybe. Look, he's a shooter, 38% three-point shooter. Here's what I like about him. In his last three seasons, he's played three seasons for Hugs at West Virginia. That's another thing I like about him. If he's played for Hugs, I know he can play defense, or he wouldn't have got minutes. So I know he can play defense, okay? So people are comparing this guy to Justin Arns. Oh, we got another guy like Justin Arns. All he can do is shoot threes. Well, no, because here's the number that tells you what you need to know. Justin Arns, in his four Ohio State years, he's in the transfer portal. Justin Arns, uh, Justin Arns how many free throw attempts do you think he had in four years? Justin Arns, 41. 41 free throw attempts in four years. So he's not driving the ball to basket. He's not getting fouled. He might be getting fouled on a three-point shot every now and then, but not very often. McNeil, Sean McNeil, now a Buckeye in three years at West Virginia. Three, one less than Arns. 166 free throw attempts, okay? So more than 50 a year. So he's got more. He's averaging more a year than Arns get in four years. So he shoots twos is my point. He shoots a lot of twos. He drives the ball. He can play defense. I'm not saying he's going to be all Big Ten. I'm just saying he's a help. He looks to me like somebody who will help us more. (laughs) I just realized this isn't really that much of a mouthful that I'm ready to say. He's going to help us more than Jimmy Sotos, more than Cedric Russell. Uh, Is he going to help us more than Jamari Wheeler? Well, Wheeler started every game or pretty close to every game. Uh, Wheeler's a point guard. McNeil's not a point guard. McNeil's a shooting guard. Uh, we need a point guard. Uh, we got Bruce Thornton, and I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant to say, oh, we got to go out and get a veteran point guard, because I mean, if Thornton is everything he's supposed to be, he should be our guy. And you don't want to make Thornton mad and have him leaving the transfer portal, like be on a DJ Carton plan, be in here for you know a couple half a season and goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. No, I don't want that. So I'm okay with not getting a point guard, a proven point guard in a transfer portal. I'd like to get. I'd like to get a a, a a a big guy. I'd like to get, well, do I want a big guy? Uh, we got a big guy, Felix Okpara coming in, big shot blocker guy. Uh, we need one more guy somewhere. You know who we need? You know who I'll take in a transfer portal? <clears throat> Malachi Branham. I'll take Malachi Branham in a transfer portal. He could transfer from the NBA draft back to Ohio State. That's who I'll take. Malachi said all along he would not stay in a draft if he was not a first-round pick. Now, he was in the early mock drafts, like 12, 13. Now he's in the 20s because guys like, uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name, Akchai Agbaji, the Kansas kid who like didn't miss a three in the championship game, or maybe it was the semis, the Final Four MVP, Akbaji, he's in the draft now. Every guy seemingly who played for Duke is in the draft. Trevor Keels is in the draft. A.J. Griffin's in the the draft. Those are two guards, so that would affect Branham. 
Obviously, Mark Williams, their big center, and Paolo Banqueros are in the draft. You know, uh, you know the Gonzaga guy, the Chet Holcomb, the string bean guy, 7'6 guy. That doesn't really affect Branham because if you're looking for a guard, you're not looking for Chet Holmgren, and he's not going to be there past the top three picks anyway. But Branham is falling because a lot of guys perceived to be higher than him are going in. So, you know, look, I know there are knuckleheads out there who say, oh, well, if Malachi comes back, there's no guarantee he'd be a lottery pick next year. Are you out of your mind? Like, do you see how that kid works? What kind of player he became by the end of the year compared to the kind of player he was at the beginning of the year? Like Malachi Branham, this is my selfish Buckeye love talking, he should come back. He should come back because he'll have enough talent around him that they won't be able to gang up on him, I think. <laughs> Disregard that last part, Malachi. You should come back. Uh, but, yeah, he should come back. One more year, Malachi, and you'll be ready. You'll be ready, baby, by next year. So uh, that is where we stand on Malachi Branham and on the Ohio State basketball program. But don't give up. Don't give up on um, this team yet. Uh, supposedly Justice Suing will be healthy. Man, I got any wood around here I can knock on? good as I got. Yeah, I hope you're healthy next year, Justice. I hope you also will remember my friends at Willis Spangler Starling if you're looking for an attorney. They're phenomenal. They're on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. Where is that, Bruce? Glad you asked. It is just north of Home Depot and Target, neither of which you should ever shop at because they're super woke. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I did like a snippet from my news talk show there for a second on the podcast. I try to keep that out of the podcast. Sometimes my brain cells bleed over. Uh, it's a, a little north of Home Depot and Target on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard in the Mill Run area. Great people. Stan, Kelly, Phil, Ashley, all the partners at Willis Spangler Starling. Whatever case you have, wills, estate planning, employment law, personal injury, workman's compensation, all the biggies, they do all of it. They're my attorneys. I got a contract I'm going to have them look at this week. Willis Spangler Starling, they're phenomenal. Check them out online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com, W-I-L-L-I-S, willisattorneys.com. Okay, one other sports item, then we'll get to the email. The Indians had a weird thing happen to them. Oh, see, I did it. I didn't mean to even do it. I wasn't even trying to be politically incorrect. The Guardians had a weird thing happen to them. In Yankee Stadium on Saturday. They're playing the Yankees. They're up five to four in the ninth inning. And they got their closer in the game. And the Yankees <clears throat> hit a ball to the gap. Tribe left fielder goes back to get it, runs into the wall, gets hurt. And, uh, you know, so they got now they got a uh, tie game. Okay, so while this guy's on the ground, like, you know, these Yankee fans are probably liquored up or whatever. And uh, they say something. Well, the Indian center fielder, Miles Straw, gets uh, upset about something the fans are saying. And he goes like, depending on your era, he either goes like full Jimmy Pearsall or, or full Peter Parker Spider-Man. He like tries to climb the wall, the chain link fence to get at the Yankee fans. Okay, so then the next guy, Glabar Torres, man, the Yankees stole him in a trade a couple years ago. Glabar Torres hits a base hit, knocks in the game-winning run. So now the Indians have lost the game, okay? And now the Yankee fans, like, let him have it. They throw bottles and cans, and they're throwing everything on the field at this poor guy, Miles Straw. 
So the Yankees, you know, they just won the game, right? So they're running to home plate to congratulate their guys. And they see this going on. And the Yankees, including Aaron Judge, like take off for right field to like dial these idiot Yankee fans back. Well, after the game, Miles Straw of the Guardians, there I got it, says it's not like worst fans on the planet. Worst fans on the planet. Okay, so now it's on, right? Because he's like said this and the New York papers run with it and it's on the tabloids and everything. So, so Miles Straw comes out for the game on Sunday and you could say he got a rather rude, rude greeting from the Yankee fans. Uh, but the Yankee fans were in the wrong on this. I mean, there's just no doubt the Yankee fans were in the wrong on this. You can't throw stuff at a Major League Baseball player just because what? He like didn't like something you said to somebody on a team. I mean, that's that's a bogus reaction. You're entitled as a fan to scream, yell. I mean, prefer you didn't use profanities, but <clears throat> you know, um, you're entitled to that. You're not entitled to throw stuff. You're not entitled to throw stuff uh, at Indians fans or at Indians players, or Guardians players, or Indians players, however you refer to them. But then a Sunday, of course, you know, that would be the day that um, the Indians should have come out and said, hey, we're not going to take this crap anymore. We're going to come out. We're going to beat you. No, no chance. Not with Garrett Cole on the mound, even though the Indians had Aaron Savali on the mound. They lost 10-2, to and uh, Straw, of course, got booed every time he came to the plate, and every everybody who's played outfield or every thought about playing outfield for the Guardians got booed. Oscar Mercado got booed. They all got booed. And uh but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yankee fans are uh in that instance they are the worst pl- uh, fans on the planet. So good for you, Miles Straw. And uh tribe fans, come on. Are you still the tribe if you're Guardians? Guard fans, whatever they call themselves now. Don't return the favor when the Yankees come to um what do they call it? Still progressive field, I think progressive feeling clear. I don't do much baseball. Spiel's got me off the baseball because every time I talk baseball, he'd crinkle up his nose like Samantha from Bewitched uh, because he hated baseball. But there you go. That's uh, a little Indians primer for you with the off the field uh, festivities going on over the weekend in New York. Of course, the Indians guardians got swept. They got swept. Uh, Speaking of getting swept, (laughs) how's this for a tease? You get swept off your feet by my friends at auinfo.com. If you're a business owner, you know how they sweep you off your feet? How would you like a place that helps you stay in business, make more money, lower your costs, and doesn't charge you a penny? (laughs) Yes, might seem like that's impossible, but it's not. It really happens at auinfo.com. They steer you into phenomenal insurance plans, benefit plans for your employees, H-E-R instruction, all of that free. I know it seems too good to be true, but it's not. It's true. They get paid by companies you do business with. You pick, yeah, I like this company's plan. Yeah, I like this. I'll go with them this time. And AUI gets paid by any and all of them. They don't have a preferred carrier. Every company wants your business. They're more than happy to be connected through AUI to you. They pay AUI. You never do. So remember them. And when we get to open enrollment for individual health policies, Remember AUI. They'll do the same for you as an individual. AUIinfo.com. That's their website, Associated Underwriters Incorporated. Go to their website, AUIinfo.com. Put in your information. Here's my business. Here's what I do. I've got two employees. That's fine. They specialize in small businesses, up to 50 employees, because they're a small business themselves with 
17 employees. So, yeah, that's who they are. That's how you get them. A-U-I-Info.com. Okay, let's get to the faith portion of the podcast, and then we'll get you on your way. I will tell you that I was very honored. This might sound like a political thing. If you take it that way, I don't intend for you to. I was very honored to be asked to speak Saturday at the Save America Donald Trump rally at the Delaware County Fairgrounds. Now, hold on. Whatever you think of Donald Trump, this is not about Donald Trump. This is about America. And this is about me feeling a connection to my father through his service in World War II and my belief that our country was founded as a Christian nation. I believe our founding was divinely inspired. I believe we are a nation blessed by God. I love that our currency says in God we trust. I love that our Pledge of Allegiance says we're one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I believe that Washington, Jefferson, and the founders had a deference for God, if not an outright deep faith in God. That is very well documented in our founding documents. So I was honored to speak because it's a historic occasion. I've never seen an American president up close other than on television. It was an opportunity for me to meet the president, the former president, momentarily, to speak at his rally, and to speak about the things that I love about our country, that it was founded as a Christian nation. And I must say that I see a lot of things going on in our country, and and this has been true for a long time with presidents of differing political parties. I see a lot of things in our nation that remind me of the scripture in John where it talks about light has come into the world through Jesus Christ, and it will overcome the darkness in the world. The darkness does not understand the light, and the light will overcome the darkness. And I believe that in our country, this is not the exclusive property of one political party over another. We have been in a period of building darkness for a long time. That darkness is personified by our distancing ourselves from our founding, from our deference for God. When I grew up, and I know I've been around a while, but when I grew up, everyone treated Sundays differently than they do now. Sunday now is a day to catch up on whatever you didn't get done for the first six days. Sunday is a day for shopping, a day for golfing. It used to be what God intended it to be, a day of rest. We have gone down a cultural drain in our morality, faithfulness to our spouses, this, that, and the other. We have children in extreme poverty in our cities. We have crime in our cities. We have a growing darkness in our country. And it is my firm belief, not just opinion, but my firm belief that God can heal our nation. He can heal all the discord in our nation, but he won't do it if we don't, as a nation, prioritize him. And I don't see a lot of that in our culture. 
So those were the themes that I tried to stress in some of my speech. Yes, I did make reference to some policy positions that I also have a personal issue with, but it was more to remind people that we are a nation divinely inspired, divinely blessed. Look at how beautiful our nation is and how many natural resources we have and everything. And so I never want to and never can separate the love I have for my country and the love I have for my Savior because I feel and know that I am extremely privileged and blessed to have been born in America. To have been born in America is an amazing blessing. I mean, I had a conversation today at my church with a medical doctor from Haiti. I love this man, Dr. T. He's an amazing man. He has an amazing life story. Dr. T, as a young boy in Haiti, never went to school until he was nine years old. And the reason why he never went to school until he was nine years old and was adopted by a missionary organization called World Vision, which paid for his education, was because Dr. T's parents could not afford to send him to school, to elementary school. Do you know what it cost per year for this then young boy to go to school for an entire year in Haiti? $3. And his parents did not have the money. So when I say you're blessed to be born in the United States of America, I know many of you are going, well, kids in the inner city aren't blessed or this, that, and the other. And I agree they're not blessed like kids who were born in affluent suburbs. But we are all enormously blessed to have been born American citizens. And so Dr. T has an amazing story that people have invested in his life, and God has, you know, worked uh, through the peaks and valleys of his life. And now he's giving back to God by—he started a nursing school in Haiti. He's got 57 nursing students in his nursing school. He's now adopting—think of this—he's adopting 20 children. 20! He has one child of his own. He's adopting 20 from an orphanage because he wants to do for these kids what was done for him. So this is the personification of Christian love. And I just, as a tandem thing, would just say, we have an amazing country. It requires healing. It requires a divine healing. It requires the intervention of God. It requires us to humble ourselves and seek his face and pray to him and repent of all the rampant sin in our country with crime and abortion and human trafficking and, I mean, just it's just everywhere, immorality. <clears throat> so it breaks my heart. Um, I'll tell you a story that, that equates how I feel when I think about our country, what we were founded to be and where we've gotten. Years ago, I had uh, some friends, some very close friends, almost closer to me than my family, uh, a, a group of guys that I would play golf with on Wednesdays. And one of the men was an older gentleman who ended up being the best man in my wedding. He was a dear, dear man. Um, 
I, re- I loved him. I respected him enormously. And occasionally, we would meet on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. to play golf, and uh, there would be um, five of us instead of four of us. Well, you can't play golf in a fivesome, okay? So we'd play in a threesome and another twosome. But occasionally, there would be another guy, a single, who would join up with our twosome, okay? Well, this other guy was <laughs> not a not a believer, not a Christian, and that's fine. But when he played golf, he had a tendency to swear a lot, a lot, and to take uh, God's name in vain, a lot. And on one occasion, it worked out that myself and the older gentleman who became my best man were by luck of the draw, the twosome, and we had this single join up with us. And I remember through the first few holes of the 18-hole round how embarrassed and uncomfortable I was when this single would swear in the presence of my, my friend, the man who I respected enormously. Not because he couldn't deal with it, not because he couldn't take it, not because he hadn't heard it before in his life. That time he was he was probably in his 70s or very late 60s. But it embarrassed me for him to have to hear it. And I finally went to the single and I said, hey, um, you're going to have to knock that off. Like, you know... It's, it, it, it's, you're just going to have to knock that off. Like, I, I don't want to hear that the rest of the round, please, if you would. If you want to play with us, great. We'll have a good, you know, fine. We'll have a good time. But, but, but knock off the, the swearing and the, and the GDing it. Okay. Just knock it off. And when I sit in my chair in the morning and I pray for our country and I pray about issues that I have a passion for and a, that's how I feel about the things going on in our country because of the disrespect that it shows toward God, the disrespect that it shows toward him, toward his love and mercy and his sovereignty and his authority and his just, just, I mean, it's just, to me, it's just so disrespectful of God that we, as a culture, don't esteem him, don't avail ourselves of his of his holy word and follow his holy word. I'm not perfect. I make I make mistakes. I lose my temper. I'm impatient. And I I don't mean to hold up like I'm some, you know, lily white perfect person. I'm not. But I know how miraculous it is that Jesus Christ died for my sins and has forgiven me of my sins. And when I get out of line, I endeavor to get right back in line, not because he won't love me if I don't. Because it's just disrespectful to him for all he's done for me to do that in the face of how he tells me to live. So um, I'm going to read you a tweet from a gentleman I follow. I don't know him. I just see him tweet from time to time. His name is Dr. Frank Turek, T-U-R-E-K. He says, whether you currently believe about Jesus of Nazareth, you owe it to yourself to investigate him thoroughly. It makes little sense to ignore the one solitary life that continues to impact you in eternity 
if his claims are true. Well, I can tell you his claims are true, brother. And Jesus Christ will impact your life in eternity, depending on what you do with what he did for you. You can reject it, and you can pay the enormous eternal price for that. Or you can accept it, and you can live with a peace that you've never known before because you'll know that you are saved and you are forgiven despite your many screw-ups in the past, present, and future. It is um, sad for me to tell you that I wasted 35 years of my life trying to strive and do it on my own till I came to understand the simplicity of the gospel, that I am not good enough, but I never could be, and that Jesus Christ is, was, and that all I have to do is claim his perfection as my own. So that is where I leave it with you on a Sunday, April 24th, into a Monday, April 25th. Uh, hope you go to PatriotSwitch.com and click on Bruce Hooley on the drop-down menu and give me a chance to talk with you about a super good movement that I think is uh, awesome for our country and will be awesome for your family. It's been really good for our family, the products we've gotten from this private shopping club. Love to tell you about it. PatriotSwitch.com, drop-down menu. Bruce Hooley, patronize our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, AUINFO.com, and Willis Spangler Starling. Oh, I forgot to get to the email. I promise, Abe, I'll get to your email on Wednesday. Everybody have a great day. God bless. Talk to you soon.